I'm CJ Von Essen. I'm Alexa Zamora. And we will be watching every single comedy movie made in the year 2007. Oh seven. Oh seven. Hey Alexa. You wanna you wanna play a, a cool game? Oh yeah, sure. I love games. Yeah, cool. It's called um, it's called five on five five by five five questions. I don't remember. I this is a re- this is a reference to the movie we just watched. Anyway, um, so first first question: Are you married or single? Uh, married i'm married i'm married did you is your wife alive uh no how'd she die uh ice pick oh who do you think is hotter brad pitt or some other actor oh brad pitt hell yeah you're gay (laughs) oh no i'm gay (laughs) oh no (laughs) you sure got me i sure did Hey, everybody, if you enjoyed that kind of comedy, then you're going to love this film that we saw this week. It's called The Heartbreak Kid, starring Ben Stiller. Alexa, I really had hope for this movie. I really did. You really did. I'm so sad. I mean, just to put a picture to this, guys, this is like... One of the movies you always see on Netflix when you're scrolling. And every single yeah. time you're like, I, I know nothing about it. Maybe. Is tonight the night? No. <laughs> Tonight's tonight not going to be the, the night. night. And you continue scrolling past. This movie has been like in my floating in the recesses of my head. Just being like, oh, it's a movie you could watch at some point. For years now. And this, yeah. I've only known it was called The Heartbreak Kid. And it stars Ben Stiller. That that's all I knew. Oh, and, and and the picture of the DVD cover. Yep. I I think I just knew it by name. I think the yeah. name was just familiar to me. So we went in with absolutely no no opinions, no idea what we're gonna get in ourselves no into. No expectations. And boy, howdy, was this just a piece of hot steaming poo poo? This was so bad, CJ. I can't. How many weeks in a row have we done bad movies? We've done quite a few stinkers. Hold on, let me pull it up real quick. Uh, they did Big Stand before this, and then Underdog, which was good. You know what? That was a fucking classic. But then we did Daddy Day Camp, followed by Kirby and the Cleaner, and then the game plan was sweet. Yeah, dude, I I can't. We have to do, we have to do, like, a not yeah. terrible movie. I thought this time. might have been the one, like, I like a so not too. terrible movie. But, guys, it turned out this movie is real. This, this is a nasty, this is a nasty bitch. I am surprised at how well they were able to put in every type of bad comedy in this. 
It was, yeah, yeah. Like, just a like, ready? Wow. Uh, folks, buckle up. I'm just going to go over the genres that I kind of hit on. So you get the blanket uh, hyper-masculinity with the sexism, the homophobia. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got fat phobia. Then we got uh, some jokes about the trans community. Boom. Then we got uh, substance abuse jokes. We've got uh, sexual harassment up the wazoo, cheating, lying, uh bestiality what bestiality oh twice that's twice. right i said twice uh twice uh uh there's some racial stuff sprinkled in out of completely nowhere that's out supposed to be a left joke field out of left field there was so much shock value due to just the nudity and the foul language it was just obscene yeah there's also I, racial stuff about like crossing the border and immigrants and how we God. perceive Mexicans. Yes, I, uh, I get. I don't even know where to begin. All of this, like, all of this, in a romantic comedy starring Ben Stiller. Yes, I think that's the worst part because when, when Big Stan, quite possibly the most offensive movie I've ever seen in my life, mm-hmm. started. It started, and they were like, hey, guys, this is a Rob Schneider movie, and we're going to be the most offensive fucking movie you've ever seen. And I, you know what? It was. It was awful. Yeah. But at least they were truthful and with themselves. We knew as soon as we cracked open that sucker that, that it was going to be rough. rotting can of old dog food that we were like, yep, that, this is it. This is the nonsense we're going to go through. But this whole movie... The whole time, it was like it refused to acknowledge the fact that it was just so goddamn offensive and awful. And it's like... I just kept getting surprised it, at every every interval of time, every five minutes, every yeah. ten minutes. They, able, they were able to just stack on another layer of just stink. It was awful. Yes, it was so bad. And then, like, okay, so... Uh, Whatever you want to call yourself a black comedy, that's what it calls itself. It's a genre as a black comedy. Uh, there's a difference between having like you know a black comedy sense of humor and then just being outright mean. And that's what this movie is. This movie isn't a black comedy. It's just mean. It's just mean to everyone. It's mean to women. It's mean to to Mexican people. It's mean to to everyone. Uh, it's mean. Alexa, it's not mean to everyone. What are you talking about? Oh, it's yeah, not I... mean to white straight men. It's so it's so true. They are the it's those so people are the ones that are the sane ones. Let me tell you. Yeah, and you and you know in real life, straight white men are so oppressed. Mm-hmm. So it's good mm-hmm. to see them in a non-oppressed state. This movie was so bad. I was <laughs> so. I it's like not even fun to like pick it apart. I, I feel you know. I couldn't. I couldn't believe my eyes, and I was watch like half of it. I watched with my roommate. And she was like, this is so bad, but, like, I can't look away. Like, I can't look away from it. And that's really how it was. It was, like, it was so bad, but I was, like, I can't. It was, like, a train crash in slow motion. Like, you couldn't look away with how bad it was. So, folks, here's a quick rundown of the plot of the movie. The Heartbreak Kid stars Ben Stiller as Eddie. Eddie is a San Franciscan uh, sports utility shop owner, right? He's in his 40s, he's single, and he's 
just pessimistic or like nonchalant about his dating life at this point in time he goes to his ex's wedding and it's just a mockery there but then a little while afterwards walking on the street he interacts with the love interest right yada yada hat yada he is coerced he is persuaded by his friend and his father to pursue her and marry her only after knowing her for about six weeks yes they get married right was it six weeks or was it like three months it was six weeks that's what they said i don't know after when that actual wedding happened i don't know they get married and then they go to their honeymoon in cabo and this is where the majority of the movie takes place and this is where our main character eddie finds out that the person he married is not what he thought was gonna be yep and wacky hijinks ensue in which this woman um who i don't know listen cj i'm listening tell me you can tell me if i'm wrong but like was this woman obnoxious and a little over the top yes did she say racist things absolutely that is not that is not forgivable however the things that they tried to say were like to point out as quote-unquote flaws were pretty normal things what were the flaws that you're pointing out like uh okay so she doesn't the biggest thing that they want to point out is that she doesn't want to shave her vagina and that's so weird and so wacky she sings along to every song in the car that's so weird and so wacky she doesn't she she gets seasick and she doesn't really want to like be adventurous on her honeymoon she just kind of wants to sit on the beach and relax that's so weird and that's so obnoxious she is of she's a volunteer instead of like a career person she uh, like so these she's are, in debt because she used to have a cocaine problem like but he, okay so the, the first couple ones i would say are like misdemeanors in the marriage world right but what you just said yes. at the end that's an actual problem to get married no, to someone it's an and absolute not problem. not tell them that you don't not only are you not making money but you're in debt but this is what's crazy is about is a lot of these details that he's like, oh, I didn't know this about you is stuff that you learn within the first six weeks of seeing someone. These are <laughs> the deviated basic septum facts. Yeah, you have it. She has a deviated septum, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I'm pretty sure that's not how deviated septums work. But regardless, and also they tried to, po- it they tried so to make it sound like it was so gross. She's constantly having shit come out and coming out of her nose. It like, but. You should you should have found out that she has a deviated septum within the first six weeks. I'm assuming you're sleeping together already. You should assume that she likes really weird sex after the first six weeks. You should know that no, she... No, hold on. We gotta put a stop right there. Folks, when Alexa said that she likes really weird sex, that, that didn't do it justice. She, oh, yeah. No, it was weird. The film really, really wanted to crank that dial to make sure that you're... You saw just how awkward it was because... It was very awkward. Our main character, he's just a regular dude, you know? He's just a regular dude. He's one of them normal white guys, like everyone else, who just wants a normal wife and to have normal sex. God forbid anything else were to happen. He just wants sex in the missionary position. He just wants sex in the missionary position and nothing else. He just wants it to be normal. Mm -hmm. And listen, am I into whatever the weird shit she was trying to do no but somewhere somewhere out there is and we're not kink shaming that part no and truthfully the only like 
like the craziest of we can talk about the post credit scene eventually but when she was having sex with ben stiller like she just did like some weird crazy positions and she just liked really rough sex Eventually, she started being super homophobic and super racist, which came out of the out of yep. left yeah. field yeah. and punched you in the face. Just for the sake of but comedy. Just for the sake of comedy. But I, I just thought it was very weird that it was just like very small, mis- very small things and very big things that you should have established six weeks in. How do you not know that she is not a salaried person she's a paid volunteer how did you not know that how do you not know any details about her job or her life how do you not know what her mother looks like like okay i know that you guys got married after six weeks of dating but like she was ever like oh this is what my parents look like this is like what i don't know did nobody talk about anything did nobody spend time with each other uh like uh She's hot. That's all I need to know. <laughs> that's literally all it is. She's just, that's she's literally hot. literally all it is. That's literally all it is, mm-hmm. is that she's hot. Yeah. Like, and that's then the whole thing. She probably, you know what? The, the sad thing is, she probably would, did say some of this shit or did show him pictures. But Ben Stiller would too, had those rose-tinted glasses of boobies on his face that he I didn't guess. give a shit about him. She's just thinking about boobies. And, like, the whole thing is that... Ben Stiller is 40 and he's single because he can't find he's very picky and he can't find like he's the he's like person. he's like Jerry Seinfeld in Seinfeld, you know? Yes. Where he's, he always he's finds flaws. Villain. Yeah. He always finds flaws yes. in the women to give reason to stop dating him. Yes. So like little things like they don't like the same taste in music or like she doesn't she's not interested in sports or like I don't know. They don't like the movie Caddyshack. Like, little things. Yeah. And his friends are like, maybe you should look past these flaws. And, like, okay, so the whole thing is that you should look past these flaws so that you can find your perfect person. But then, like, here he is looking past all of this woman's flaws. For what? And then he's like, I'm going to marry her. Why? And so... We didn't even touch the main driving conflict within this movie is that once they're in Cabo at the honeymoon, he is really finding all about all this quote unquote bad stuff about his new wife. Yes. Meanwhile, he just stumbles into this uh, family reunion from a group from Mississippi and sparks a connection with this other woman. And so now he just got married. He's on his goddamn honeymoon. And the boy's here flirting with another girl. He's flirting with another one. And that's and that's the other thing. It's like it's it's like they tried to make her so the uh what's her name? Lila. They tried to make Lila so Lila terrible. the wife and Miranda the Lila the wife. Other interest. Yes. They tried to make her so terrible so that you're like like you want Ben Stiller to cheat on her. But I'm like, buddy wrong place wrong time yeah like, like listen listen the the way lila's character is written yeah sure if i was someone that was recently married to them i'd be like oh damn i made a mistake but it's just a total mistake it's it's just that communication issue you gotta fucking sit down and just hash that shit out oh god this whole movie is just an entire 
a clusterfuck of communication issues, which I guess is supposed to be like it's so funny that nobody communicates, but it's just frustrating. Oh yeah, because nothing, nothing that is a miscommunication is funny. Like I, so so they think so at this wedding, it starts out Ben Stiller. Oh my dryer is done and is singing to me now. Thank you. Anyway, Ben Stiller goes to a wedding of a girl that he used to date. And his friend is like, this could have been you, but you were too picky. And now you don't get a wife. And then and then they're like, sir, you're sitting over at the singles table, which is just children. Mm-hmm. So you are telling me that every single person in that fucking wedding was paired up with somebody except for the children and Ben Stiller. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. Again, if it was funnier, I'd be like, ahaha, it's a black comedy. But But it it, wasn't funny. It it was the bad side of Ben Stiller's awkward comedy mixed with just terribly offensive humor. Not even sprinkled, but pelted throughout the movie. It sucks. It sucks, too, because Ben Stiller can be a very funny comedian. Listen, I still like Ben Stiller. After After watching this movie, it definitely takes my opinion of him down some, right? Yeah. But one of my favorite movies, and it's because I watched it at, like, a critical time in my life during, Mm -hmm. like, that part, but Dodgeball is one of my favorite movies, and Ben Stiller as... The fucking antagonist there is one of the funniest mm-hmm. sh- I love it. I love Dodgeball. Mm-hmm. And Dodgeball has its own problems, too. And I understand yep. that. But, like, that's just one of the movies that resonates with me in my... Like, it just... It stays with you after you watch it as a kid. Yeah, you know? of course. Ben Stiller's Talk great. To... Meet the Fockers. Ben Stiller's great. Dude, Heavyweights? I love Heavyweights. I don't think I've seen heavyweights, heavyweights, no. Oh, my gosh. Heavyweights is about... Um, these kids that essentially go to a quote-unquote fat kid camp to lose weight. And Ben Stiller plays this insane, like, camp leader who's, like, a super fitness nut and he's, like, a a looney tune. And then all of the kids are like, fuck this. And all of, like, the, the, there's, like, another counselor or whatever who's also, like, a heavy man. And they're all like, fuck this. We like how we look. We like being fat. Fuck you, Ben Stiller. And then they make Ben Stiller's life a living hell after he made their lives a living hell. It's a great family film. There you go. Highly recommend. It's not fat phobic like this movie is. This movie is just... It, it, it's really just saddening and shocking as I continued watching it being like, oh, you did... You did oh, oh. Like, that's just... That was the internal like, monologue oh, shit, in my head. I can't believe he did this. He did this. So, he did this. Like... God, this movie's so goddamn mean. Another thing with this movie is that it's not realistic and it's not making you want to root for the main character. Ben Stiller, like throughout the the script is doing a lot of work trying to make you like Ben Stiller's character. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, listen, I'm not saying that Ben Stiller's not really trying in this movie. I feel like he's genuinely trying to be like, please like my character. Please make him a likable person. And it's just not working. Yeah. His character was not there for a main character to for the audience to attach to. 
And And the thing is, he doesn't have to be a good person. He doesn't have to be a likable person. There are plenty of shows and movies in which the main character is not a likable person, but they are entertaining to watch. Like, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is literally a show about terrible people. And you hate hate them all because they're all so terrible, but you're like, they're entertaining to watch. So you're like, well, of course I'm going to stick around and be engaged with these guys. They don't make Ben Stiller likable. At all. Like, he's not even a likable bad guy. Like, he's just like, you're just like, oh, he's a douche. Why am I, why do I care about this dude? When I think about it, all the characters of, like, the main cast, they're all shitty. Except for the second love interest. Which one? Miranda? Miranda, yeah. But Miranda's not even a character. Exactly. She she's just a facade. A she's she's just a blank slate for Ben Stiller to fall in love with. Yes. She doesn't have a character. She doesn't have a personality. Aside from being cute mm-hmm. and into him. So, like, uh, to catch you up to speed, audience, because I don't want you guys to watch this movie. Yeah, we really do. A couple days in <laughs> their trip to Cabo, they are at the beach relaxing, maxing chillaxing all cool ready and uh shooting some b-ball outside yeah 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 yeah, yeah. ben stiller and his wife lila they're there soaking in the sun lila asks ben stiller to rub mineral oil on her and ben is like well hold on maybe you should use sunscreen it's hot it's different here in mexico and she starts like freaking out about it and she refuses puts on the mineral oil and lo and behold, she gets severely sunburned. Yes. This causes her to not only look, you know, hideous, haha, so funny, but she's now having being like emotionally irrational and locked up into her hotel room for yes. a few days. And this allows Ben Stiller to separate himself from her and start a little budding relationship with Miranda, the and her family and her Mississippi family. Yes, who are all down there for a family reunion, which I'm I'm sorry, maybe it's just me, but her family was also super fucking annoying. <laughs> like you're telling me, Ben Stiller, that you find your wife to be super annoying because she sings a lot to music and doesn't want to shave her genitals and is like, I don't know, like just super hyperactive and outgoing. But then you're going to sit there and be like, I love these fun hillbillies that are constantly in my business and making weird jokes and just being super fucking strange. The bi- the like, big, why are you into the that? The biggest thing that he latched onto was that they were all coaches in different sports. Yes, and he owns a sporting goods store. And so, boom. Oh, it's a perfect connection. Wow. wow. And so through a... Speaking of... Oh, continue. No, you can say it. I was gonna say, speaking of like sporting goods store, or whatever, there was a lot of product placement in this movie. Um, there was that like very fancy tequila, and it's not coming to Cuervos. my head now, of course. The big one that's in the beautiful bottle, Patron. Right? I don't remember. Yes, maybe I don't remember. My brain is like fried. Um, but there was like that big fancy bottle, um, in the background of a shot, but Patagonia. they were like. Oh my god, Pat, this commercial was like, yeah. or this movie, <laughs> this commercial, this movie, 
I, I, in a way, I'm kind of right. This movie was practically a commercial for Patagonia. Like, holy shit. We're talking about Patagonia's recycled, being made out of recycled material. It was almost comedic about, at how yes. earnest they went going about it. They were like, like Patagonia gave them so much money. And they're they're naming off CEOs. They're naming off like Department of Sales people. Like, who the fuck are these people? Why are we talking so much about Patagonia? Like, I understand you own a sporting goods store and Patagonia makes like ski and hiking wear. But like, why, why are we talking about it this much? And then there was also the product placement for seventh generation laundry detergent, which I just found so strange because seventh generation laundry detergent is like organic detergent that they sell at like the grocery store but like who the, who the fuck is pay who who at seventh generation i don't even know is what it like, is yeah it's just it's organic laundry detergent and i i know it because my roommate has it she uses it and i was like as soon as it fell fell out of um lila's uh basket, laundry basket yeah. i was like seventh generation i was like who the fuck at seventh generation was like, you know where we need product placement? <laughs> the heartbreak kid. The heartbreak kid. Like, great. I'm so glad. Why was I okay, I understand that I guess Lila was going to a laundromat, but it was just a very sh- strange image to see her hopping onto a trolley with just like one hamper of laundry. You also know, like It was so This weird. is early on in the movie, but this is like a big strike to to watch out for in a relationship is if you met a guy uh and it was a kind of cute you know interaction he, he helped you put clothes back in your laundry basket he tried to stop a mugger didn't work out too well um you find out where he li- works right he told you this right before and you go there a couple days afterwards and you buy a, you know you buy a coat it's all <laughs> buy cute a- Oh, no, no, no. It's not a coat, CJ. It's a Patagonia Mm -hmm. fleece. Mm -hmm. You buy a Patagonia fleece and you say hi to him and he's there with his old man and oh, oh, that's his father. And oh, what's that in your in his father's hands? That's a piece of of, oh, that is your underwear that this man is holding. This old man whom you never have met. Underwear. Your underwear. And she was completely fine with it. Yep. That's so skeevy, man. That's so skeevy. I guess they were trying to be like, to to plant red flags, like, before she went crazy. Like, oh, isn't this weird that she was cool with this and whatever? But, like, I don't don't know. Because in some scenes, they're like, Lila's so crazy and she's so emotional and she's, like, being nuts. But then in another scene, she's like, Hey, he's uh, Ben Stiller's coming in and, and making up this cover because he wants to go to dinner with Miranda. He's like, oh, I have a meeting with the higher ups of Patagonia. They're here and we went golfing and blah, 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 blah. And like and um, Lila is on her honeymoon. She's starting to feel better. And she's like, oh, I'll go with you to this dinner. And he's like, oh, makes up some bullshit about how it's on a boat and she gets seasick so she can't go on a boat. And she's like, well, of course it's fine. Like, you need to do what you have to do. On my honeymoon. I understand. Like, I, there were some scenes where she's, like, so crazy and then other scenes where she's just an, she's just a normal, rational person. It's, it's, that just goes to show you the combination of poor writing, right? 
they're just mm-hmm. taking it to extremes, not really thinking about character, just traits. And mm-hmm. just the sheer lack of communication. The, the Ben Stiller refuses to mu- communicate at any point, really, with his wife, which is just going like, to be a downfall no matter who you're married to. If you If there's a problem or if you think there might be a problem and you don't even attempt to talk to your partner about that, yeah. that is awful like you can't can't yeah. you just say the morning after hey can we talk about that sex last night that hurt hey, that was really weird yeah my balls are still in pain like can we talk about that and again once again did you guys not have sex at all at all because you kind of you kind of can gauge even if they don't break out the weird stuff immediately you can kind of gauge where they're at as to what they enjoy and what they don't. All it takes. That's six weeks. All and it every scene, the montage of them quote unquote falling in love, is just them making out the entire time. <laughs> they were nonstop horny for about five straight minutes of the movie. You cannot sit there and be like, well, they've never had sex until marriage. Absolutely not. Don't tell me that. It's just, it's nonsensical. It, it's stupid. Yeah. And this movie's so dumb. I'm I'm angry and it's mean. It's so mean to everyone. And it like again, yes, later Lila becomes even crazier and and emotionally unstable or whatever, but like the things that they try to be like, oh, she's so gross and weird and irresponsible. Like like she goes to the bathroom and they like make her do like this loud Oh my god, yes. Yeah. And they're like, oh, isn't it so gross that the lady farted? I'm like, Come it's on. gross that anybody farted. But again, you guys are married. I don't know if in six weeks you're comfortable with the whole farting thing, but everybody does it. It's fine. Like, why is this a deal breaker for you, Ben Stiller? Ben Stiller's like, I just found out women pooped the other day. Now you're telling me they fart too? You're telling me they fart? This is ridiculous. I don't... We got to keep trucking through the movie, and there, and we're, what we're, what's going to happen, Alexa, is we're going to keep going. Oh, and another thing, and another thing, because it, it's impressive how much they filled this movie with different varying levels of just like this movie. Oh my gosh! And I was, ex- I saw, I saw Jerry Stiller, and I was like, oh boy, it's the Stiller boys. Yeah. What, What's what silly nonsense are they going to get into? And then Ben Stiller was just a douchebag. And Jerry Stiller was like, hey, guys, it's me, Jerry Stiller, and I'm horny. And I'm like, I don't want to hear about how horny you are, Jerry. You want to talk about the woman Jerry Stiller was with in a hot tub in Las <gasps> Vegas? Oh, my God. So so Ben Stiller calls his dad while he's in Cabo. And he's like, hey, um, I'm freaking out because Lila's bizarre. She has totally gone off the rails. I don't know what to do. Um, because Jerry Stiller told him it was a good idea to marry her. And he's like, I don't know what to do. Can you please help me? And Jerry Stiller's like, hey, I flew out to Vegas for the weekend and, uh, service isn't great. And then it pans over to this woman with these enormous titties, Mm -hmm. just like uncensored giant boobs, Mm -hmm. just like right there, like right. And just for no other reason than to just be like, Here's some giant boobs. Yeah. yeah. Did you know, as I was looking up the the cast list, do you know what her name is? What is her name? What she's billed as? Kayla Cleavage. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. I, I, I think that's kind of humorous. I yeah, I like funny. that. 
But that's not part of the movie. That's just the actress's name. Speaking of cast, though, let's let's just turn one leaf over. And this is my redeeming quality about it. And it's not even, when you look at it, it's not even a good redeeming quality, really. Oh, it's no. just something I oh, like. No. Okay. Is one of the side characters... Yes. Is someone that I like very much. One of the cousins to Miranda, who is the love interest to Ben Stiller after Lila. One of the cousins is Stephanie Courtney, or Courtney Stephanie, I forget what combo. Stephanie Courtney. Who is Flo from Progressive. She is the Progressive lady. As soon as I saw her in like a corner of a shot, I'm like, oh, is that... Because she looks nothing like Flo right now at this point. No, because she, yeah. she doesn't have the Flo makeup. She doesn't have Flo hair. And so then I looked it she, up, and I was right. And I'm like, yeah, Flo. And I was expecting to get a lot of Flo stuff. There wasn't a, any yeah, Flo. There, was, there wasn't a lot She had, of like, flow. two lines. But she was still there. No. She was there. She was there. And that was nice. I love Flo. CJ, CJ loves Flo. I really do. Earlier this year, before the pandemic hit, uh, we had a powerpoint party at my house and um we cj did a whole presentation on flow about how she's the best the best mascot best insurance right? commercial mascot it's the best, best universe they got going on flow is just all around she's it was a very informative uh powerpoint i have to say i would love to meet flow one of these days i hope i'd be starstruck and then you can ask her about the Heartbreak Kid, 2007. <sighs> yeah, I would like to know what happened there. Be like, hey, what happened? But why did why did this happen? So I, I see her, I look it up on the cast list to confirm, and then I realize something from there. Flo from, Flo from Progressive, from Heartbreak Kid, is also from Blades of Glory. I don't know who. She was I looked uh, it up an announcer, as well. I think, that she was billed oh. as. I can't believe we didn't know. I didn't know either. And then another yes. one of the like family members, one of the uncles, I believe, was the warden from Big Stan. Yes. I actually wrote down all of the 2007 connections that we had. There was more. Uh, Danny McBride with Hot Rod. Danny McBride and Hot Rod. Um, Jerry Stiller was Mr. Pinky and Hairspray. Yes, yes, yes. Um, was there an... Oh, um, so the father of the bride in the beginning of the movie who like stood up and did like half of a speech, sure. that was Dean, that was Dean Norris. He's like in, uh, Breaking Bad and shit, but he was in Evan Almighty as one of the police oh, officers. Oh, okay. Um, and then from Rob Corddry, who was the friend, um, what was his name? Mac, Spencer's friend. He was also in Chuck and Larry and Blades of Glory. Wow. And also a movie that we haven't watched yet called The Ten, um, Lila is in a movie we haven't watched yet called The Brothers Solomon. Carlos Mencia is in Farce of the Penguins. I don't. I'm. I, I don't, oh I don't no! Think about that. I don't want to think about that. I, Why is there so much bad movie in this I year? I can't. I, I. I don't have the strength. Um. And yeah. So and uh, Scott Wilson, who is, Bu. Yes. Is the is the warden of Big Stan? So th- this was my little. Bew. I, I figured this all out during the movie, and that was a little uptick for me because I was distracted because yeah. I was looking up something about that that wasn't really relevant to the movie itself. <laughs> so there you go. You gotta find go. you gotta find a little sunshine in every raindrop. Sunshine. I have to say. You have to say there were two things 
that I laughed at in this movie. Okay. When Lila and Ben Stiller are driving, I they drove to Mexico. Correct. Which is now just occurring to me. I I thought Cabo was. I don't know I, where Cabo is. I have parents, no idea where my Cabo parents is. have gone. My parents have gone to Cabo. I can't tell you how many times, including their their honeymoon. They went to Cabo. Um, apparently, it's awesome. Have never been, but they drove to. I guess they drove to Cabo, and Lila is getting on Ben Stiller's nerves because she's singing all the time and whatever and snacking. Oh, that's another thing. Just a side note. They're like, oh, Lila's so weird and wacky. She eats so much, like. Uh, who gives a shit that the woman wants to have a milkshake with her breakfast? Yeah. Leave the woman alone. And then she's like, oh, can you hold my hand while I eat? And Ben Stiller, okay, so Lila is to the left of Ben Stiller. She holds out her right hand. She goes, can you hold my hand while I eat? Ben Stiller's like, okay. He has a fork in his left hand. So instead of transferring the fork from one side to the other he and holding her hand with his left hand he reaches the other his right hand over and then struggles to do everything with his left hand and again if done correctly this could have been very funny but watching it i was just like why are you being a baby why are you being weird about this alexa this isn't a real thing i looked up how long it would take to drive from San Francisco to Cabo? How long? 30 hours. Why? 30 hours. Why would you do that? Take a fucking plane. That's so what many. Oh my god. What the fuck? That's too many hours. That's too That's so many, many hours. hours. I, why would you want to do that on your honeymoon? And then you'd have to drive back. And then you have to drive back. Okay, if you, all right, so Ben Stiller works. I mean, I know he owns his own business, so I guess he can technically be on however long of a vacation he wants to be. However, 30, a 30 hour drive takes like two days each way out of your vacation. Yeah. Why do you want to do that? Just, just, and and the gas and the mileage on your car, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Just take a plane. Mm -hmm. Anyway. This is us just giving hyper-specific annoyances of the movie now. Oh, so I did like when Lila is annoying him in the car and he's like, why? He like turns off the music and he's like, why don't we just like sit in silence? And she's like, I have a better idea. Why don't we go get a room and go have sex? And Ben Stiller wordlessly drives his car over like five lines of traffic and i enjoyed that quite a bit i thought that was very funny i liked that and i liked the very stupid and very harmless because there's a lot of harmful things in this movie the very harmless running gag about how his friend mac who is bald and has a very tiny patch of hair growing in the front of his head is now gonna quote unquote grow bangs Mm -hmm out to spite his wife and as every time you keep seeing him his little front tuft of hair just keeps getting longer and longer and by the end of the movie it's really just like a big long thing of did hair did you notice his baby as well also had the same haircut yes mm-hmm. that was a nice little thing and you know what i like yeah that. that was cute 
I was like, you know what? It's a good running gag. I love running gags that are very, that are wordless, that like you just watch as it happens. I thought it was very good. Nobody was offended. Nobody, there was nothing racist, nothing sexist, nothing hateful about this man's weird bangs. Now I have a suggestion. Okay. Would you like us to try just rapid fire talking about all the other bad stuff we haven't talked about and try and get some whiplash? Okay, love it. Ready? Love it. I have to say, I really stopped. Like, after that second sex Mm -hmm. scene, I didn't take any more notes. I was like, this is enough. Okay. So let's delve in. Ready? And go. So when he took Miranda out on, like, a whole day adventure while his wife Lila was still in the hotel room, one of the attractions Mm -hmm. they stopped at was a Mexican folk dance booth and they paid money to go inside and that's when you got to see uh, for a good couple of seconds a donkey erect penis and all trying to have his enormous. way with a human with a lady. woman yeah yes and there was a man trying to help the donkey have his way with a lady i mean i guess the lady was it consent no she was screaming i don't know yeah that was not mm-hmm. good i hated mm-hmm. all i hated everything i hated next. everything about that next whiplash thing. What, let's talk about when lila was uh, bar- uh, barricaded herself in her bathroom, and so Ben Stiller paid 300 pesos to uh, get the one guy, I forget his name. Uh, un- forget his name. Oh, Uncle Tito. Tito. He, got, he paid Uncle Tito to friend. deliver food to her while he ran off and did his own little thing with Miranda. So Uncle Tito did, yes. and somehow something happened where Uncle Tito put his dick in her hands. Yes. And yes. she didn't know yes, it was Uncle that. Tito. She thought it was Ben Stiller. She did, yeah. He did that. He did that. I, uh, let's. I mean, let's talk. Keep talking about it. But the second sex scene, she, they are having very rough sex, and she's asking him to hit her, and then he starts. Um, she starts making fun of him, and she starts uh berating him, and then she starts calling him homophobic slurs, and then she says, oh fuck me like a black mm-hmm. man and i was like i don't know what that means why are we what what left field punch you in oh, the yeah. face i was like why where did this happen um another thing they talk about how lila doesn't shave down there that's fine however at the end of the movie ben stiller gets a jellyfish stuck on his back and to get jellyfish sting off of you you have to pee on it that's actually a real thing so she goes to pee on it and she pulls down her pants and in front of in front of like 20 different Mm -hmm. people in front of in front of 20 people and they glued a hair piece onto her vagina that looked insane and they basically put a tiny afro on on her vagina and then they they fucking glued a little fucking vagina piercing on it and it puffed open it puffed open uh, they put like a they put a toupee on her. Going back all the way. That's a crime. Going back all the way to the wedding, we are introduced at the kids' table, quote unquote, the singles table. That these two twins with spiky black hair that are insisting that Ben Stiller is gay. Hence the whole five questions we did to introduce the movie with, because they were trying to trick him into admitting that he was gay. Whoa! It's such a weird coincidence that when he months months later, that when he went on his honeymoon to Cabo, he immediately found those two twins. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And those two mm-hmm. twins, after being pointed out that he is actually married now, insist that this woman is someone that is trans and is making obscene trans jokes the entire rest of the movie 
I literally missed that entirely. Oh, did I did you? not see that entirely. Yeah, they were making I jokes thought... about which way she tapes uh, her balls. Oh, wow. I guess I just fucking blocked all of that shit mm-hmm. out. I just saw that they saw that he had a wife and was like, oh, I guess the story that he told about his wife being, he used to have a wife that was seriously murdered with an axe pick that he told us at the wedding when we were trying to figure out if he was gay or not. That was, that was the opening gag, by yeah. the way. That was the intro yeah. joke. Anyway, um... Uh, they're like oh i guess i guess that it's true and then they go and they tell their family and then miranda's family overhears and is like oh god he used to have a wife that was murdered with an axe pick by some crazy murderer and that's why his there he thinks that miranda's family knows that he is married but in actuality they just think that he had a wife that was murdered with an axe pick and instead of people talking about literally anything anything in this world in this fucking movie they just roll with assumptions do you know what happens when you assume cj you make an ass out of you and damn right uh we talked about this but i'll go into further detail with lila's deviated septum she says she has a deviated septum from what we later find out was uh uh yeah from blow and what this means in the movie apparently is that when she's eating or drinking a lot of times it'll get back up there into the nostril she has to pull it out so this happened this out. happened with orange juice this happened with a huge pill of tylenol that then had to get surgically almost re- tweezered out by ben stiller yeah. this happened with uh, a tri piece of steak tips when they were eating fajitas it happened multiple multiple yep. times oh my god i can't believe that steak tips came out of another place. thing was at the actual wedding previously at the first wedding they made a comment on how or uh ben stiller's friend mac made a comment about the bride and the bride's mother, how better she's going to look with age, that it really looks good in the future, right? Then we get to Ben Stiller's wedding with Lila, and we see Lila, who looks beautiful, and Lila's mom finally makes it late to the wedding and arrives, and of course, she is fat. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, no. And so Ben Stiller has to share a look with Max, implying, "Uh uh-oh, is this what she's going to look like when she's older? Disgusting. Mm -hmm. I hate this movie. Is there any more whiplash we can whip out? Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, we're towards the end of the movie where the cat's out of the bag about Ben Stiller kind of not just telling the truth about Miranda, being pissed on by his wife. His wife now left him, burned his uh, fucking uh, passport, all his valuables, his car, whatnot. So he's basically stuck in Mexico for what would be like a month. While the Mississippi crew with Miranda included all took off, he decides... To start illegally crossing the border with other immigrants. Yes. Which, by the way, if you lose your passport in another country, you can get another one because there's a there's an embassy yeah. that you can go to. Yeah. Why? And it was not a small scene. It was an extended scene of him crossing the border with other immigrants and befriending them and becoming part of them also they show multiple scenes of him getting arrested in this montage and yet he's still trekking i didn't understand that and at the end of this montage he's now filthy dirty disheveled beard crazy eyes a whole kitten caboodle and he insists on this very moment with help from his father to drive up to miranda's doorstep 
in Mississippi. And he is absolutely like crazed mentally at this point because not only yes. the way he thinks he's look is fine, but he's going there professing his love and the the to a woman who has he hasn't seen in yes, months. Yes, in a month. and and the family, the Mississippi family, are are giving points that the audience are thinking like, my man, not only did you try and get with Miranda while you were on your honeymoon with your new wife, but you saying. Your mistake with your new wife was because you didn't know her for long enough for six weeks. When how long you knew Miranda that you knew you were in love with her? Two days? My man. Mm-hmm. My man. Come on. Yep. Like, I, I, when Danny McBride was like, when he was like, oh, but you know, I, I only knew her for like six weeks and then I married her and it turns out that I made a mistake. But I love Miranda. And Danny McBride is like, how do you know? Because... You only knew her for a couple days, and now you want to marry her the same way that you did with Lila. And I was like, Danny McBride is spitting straight. It was yes. weird seeing a semi-sane character played by Danny McBride. I know Danny McBride was very low key in this mm-hmm. movie. He was very low key. And so Ben Stiller, after getting this news that Miranda's not only like moved on from all this shit, but she's fucking married now. Yes, because before this this family reunion vacation where she met Ben Siller, she broke off an engagement because she didn't feel like she connected with him and didn't really like him. So Ben Stiller, taking all this in, decides to wait until the middle of the night to break into her bedroom when she's sleeping there with her husband, crouches by her on her side of the bed and wakes only her up to profess his love. Meanwhile, meanwhile, he's still filthy, scraggly looking, crazied. Yes. It's a mess. And her, and her husband is sleeping in, in the bed next to her. And she's like, okay, yeah, let me talk to you. Like, oh, uh, no way. And again, this is Miranda not being a fucking character. Mm-hmm. It's just her being a blank slate for Ben Stiller to hit on. And she's just like allowing him to profess his love to her. She doesn't go to him immediately. But here's my next rapid fire thing. After a couple months... Or a year, she does. She decides that she changes her mind and she finds Ben Stiller so that he could fall in love with her again. And Ben Stiller has moved to Cabo and he This has is now the end sort of, of the movie, the very end. Yes. He has some sort of surf shop or whatever in Cabo and he's like has a good life. And then Miranda comes by and she's like, Hey, I divorced my husband because I wasn't really in love with him. I think I really like you. Let's get a drink. And he's like, Yeah, sounds great. Turns out he has another fucking wife once again, played by Ava Longoria. And he pulls this literally the exact same line. And I know that it's supposed to be a joke, but God, I hate Ben Stiller's character so much. He's like, oh, hey, I have to go talk to the CEO of some other fucking sporting goods company. Um, and we have to talk later. And it's not, it's, it's going to be a shock at first, but then I think it, if you really think about it, it'll be good for the both of us. Like, so now he's going to cheat on another wife for Miranda. And how does how is Miranda going to feel about that? Hmm? It was when I saw that, when he turned to this woman and was given the same spiel, and we realized that was his new wife, uh, my eyes rolled so far in the back of my head. I When Ava Longoria came by and she's like, oh, who was that? I was like, don't. Don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Don't tell me that you're gonna do this right now like it, as if i couldn't hate ben stiller anymore the movie ends with him then like saying fuck or oh shit or something like that and i think he said shit yeah fuck and then the movie ended credits started rolling 
Yes. And then here's the crazy. The last part, whiplash. Let's get in it. There is a post-credit sequence in which you see Lila having crazy sex once again and having the greatest sex of her life, apparently. And they pan over to the nightstand where there are carrots and sugar cubes and you're like god no this isn't happening i'm not gonna do this and then they cut to the next shot and it's the next day and lila's snoring and a cgi donkey is in a robe smoking because the donkey had sex with her i was given the movie too much credit at the very end because i saw the carrot and sugar cubes and i was thinking to myself okay who is she sleeping with? I'm trying to think of anyone that like handled this stuff. I was trying to think of what actual person was she sleeping with? And they showed the donkey. And I'm like, oh, holy. I, I just, I was overwhelmed with just disgust and just humiliation so on the movie's part for I ending it like believe- that. And truly, it was just not even like, funny. Humiliation on the actress's part. Like, Damn, dude! If I was that actress, I'd be like, "No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do a movie in which I fuck a donkey." Like, oh god! And there was so much sex and so much nudity. And I think I've talked about this on this podcast before. I find sex scenes and general nudity in general in movies to be so unnecessary and just there to make people uncomfortable. There's only one movie and that it, I allow donkey fucking in. Shrek. 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 Definitely Shrek. Of course. But you know what? If Shrek all of a sudden was like, hey, you guys want to see Donkey's <laughs> giant dick? I'd be like, no, Shrek, yeah, you I don't, I, I don't want to see I, that. I, I'm, I am completely on your side in this one. You are correct. I don't want that, Shrek. And I didn't want that here, Heartbreak Kid. I This movie was so fucking ridiculous. Ben Stiller was so annoying. And then Ben Stiller and Lila are in an argument. Because he's starting to find out more things about her. And she's like, I'm a volunteer. I'm not a paid researcher. And then he's like, and um, I don't know shit about the fucking ocean. But she's like, oh, well, you know, I was in the ocean and I was studying jellyfish. And she threw out a couple terminologies. And I was like, oh, I guess she knows what the fuck she's talking about then. And then Ben Stiller's like, oh, just because you're swimming around with jellyfish doesn't mean that it's a career and you're a researcher that just means that it's a hobby and i'm like do you know what she just said because she was throwing out some terminology that i didn't fucking know and then she says like how she she's passionate about this and she cares about the earth and she cares about the ocean and she wants like her future children to have an ocean so that they can inhabitate it and she's saying all this shit and ben stiller's like inhabitate isn't a real word Shut up, Ben Stiller. What the fuck are you talking? Inhabitate isn't. Is that really what's important right now, Ben? No, no. But you gotta correct her grammar. No, you're making it worse. This was so annoying. The heartbreak kid. Awful. Disappointing. things. Insulting. Offensive. Offensive. I liked when Ben Stiller called the annoying twin children homophobic hobbits. Yeah. And I did like when in the montage of him and Lila falling in love, they pan across like, I, I don't know, I've never been to San Francisco, I don't know what this is, but there was a neon sign that's a, that was supposed to say Port of San Francisco, but the, some of the letters were out, so it said Point of San Francisco, 
And I liked that. <laughs> I was like, wow, you couldn't even fix that in post. You really went with Sun versus Sun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Love that. It also, like, it looked like it was shot in 1997. The, the camera <laughs> quality, you're saying? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. what the fuck was that? That was so I weird. Know. I was like, cameras definitely did not look this bad in 2007. Alexa. Mm-hmm. Is it time to take it to our little break? Yes. Guys, we have a break. Just for a second. We'll be back soon. Hey, my name's Nick, and I host a podcast called Media Obscura, along with my two buddies, Mike and Raekwon. Each week, we check out and review retro or obscure movies and television shows and use it to fuel improv, comedy, and banter. The movies we discuss include forgotten classics, absurd diamonds in the rough, and movies so bad you'll contemplate the meaning of existence and become cognizant of the fact that we live in the giant vacuum of space. If you like eccentric and offbeat humor, want to learn more about some of the best or flat-out strangest movies of all time, or you just need something to put on while you go about living the best life you possibly can, I sincerely think we'll be right up your alley. You can check us out by searching for Media Obscura on your favorite podcast player, or by visiting our website, themediaobscura.com. On top of that, feel free to send recommendations for future episodes of the show, or just say howdy by tweeting or DMing us on Instagram. Our usernames on Twitter and Instagram are at themediaobscura. And that's honestly all I gotta say right now, so yeah. Bye. Hi, it's me, CJ. I want to let you know that I have another episode of The Shopping Podcast that's out right now, everywhere that you can get a podcast. This one is all about a brand new iPod Nano. Now, back to the 2007. We're back! Did you miss us? I missed us. I missed you. Yeah. Oh my God. We, th- said we did it. Thing. We said the thing. <laughs> hey, I think it's time for an Amazon customer review. Oh God. Okay. What What do these people think? I've got a couple. CJ, if you tell me that there was like overwhelmingly positive reviews. I, I mean, it's Amazon, so there <laughs> are overwhelmingly positive reviews, but I only did one star reviews today. So, are you ready? Sad. I guess let's do it. I hope I we find some like-minded people that also hate this movie. Here is the first Amazon review. It's from Stature, from March twenty-first, two thousand eight. That says bad. Here's the review. <laughs> bad. Thanks to the other reviewers for the warnings. I rented this on an unbox sale and used the fast forward button to skip through jerry stiller's foul mouth lines and the fornication scenes there was still too much foul language for no reason though even with editing it what was left after the fast forwards to get rid of the worst garbage was an unsatisfying story with little comedy and a blah ending it's not wrong i mean imagine just watching this trying to fast forward through the bad parts though bro that's like you're left with like six minutes it's like that is a feat of itself if you can make a clean version like an actual Could clean you fucking imagine a clean version of this movie? that's impossible i have to say i'm not like i i'm i don't give a shit about like foul no. language like 
I'm not. My parents have been cursing around me since I was a baby. I've grown up with like curse words, so I don't think much about it. That being said, Jerry Stiller did say some very gross things that like I just don't want to hear an old man say. <laughs> the next up is from number ninety nine, reviewed on July first, two thousand eleven. Said cannot be watched. Here's the review. Okay, so I purchased this item, and out of my own stupidity, I don't know, <laughs> HD DVD meant you need an HD DVD player to watch it, which has been discontinued. Oh, no. So I had no way of watching this DVD. It didn't work on my computer, my PS3, my Blu-ray player, nothing. Amazon should pull this product off because I don't know anyone who has an HD DVD player, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who wasn't aware of this whole thing. I mean, it was only a penny, but the $3 shipping I had to pay, and I could have used that money to buy something else. Anyways, this HD DVD purchase is now in the trash because I can't watch it, and I can't give it away because no one owns an HD DVD player. Why Why don't they just sell it for a penny again? Okay, so they bought it for a penny. In for a pound. So all re- I didn't uh, I didn't know you could sell things for a penny on Amazon, but okay. But do you remember like the one movie that we watched where the Amazon comments section was all just like arguments between Blu-ray and HD DVD? Yeah, yeah that was a what good a time. What a time capsule <laughs> this film was of 2007. Yeah. Book Lover has something to say on June 23rd, 2019. One star. They said awful. Here's the review. How this movie got four out of five stars is a puzzle. I'd give it zero stars if I could. It's a horrible wannabe comedy. If you're lucky enough to be a straight white male, you're lucky enough not to be the butt of every joke of this crass, homophobic, misogynistic movie. The jokes are about as stale as month-old bread. Ah, I couldn't have said it better myself, book. We stand a queen. We stand you, yeah. queen or king, king queen. whatever. You know what? Checkmate. Checkmate, dude. I got a lot Your here. Royal Highness. Okay, it looks like I have two more, and so I might be cutting some of these. Um, we'll find out. We'll find out. I'm excited. This one comes from Sky Dancer, written in January 26, 2008. Let's do it. This is titled, An Experiment That Went Horribly, Horribly Wrong. Here's the review. This was hands down the worst movie I have ever seen in my life. I would rather spend two hours getting paper cuts on the most sensitive parts of my body than to watch this movie again. The plot is non-existent. The weak attempt at humor is tasteless and just awful. The acting is like a home movie that people forgot to turn the camera off and recorded two hours of nothing. I am astounded at how bad this movie was. I mean, it wasn't even cult classic bad. It made Army of Darkness seem like a modern art masterpiece. This movie is so bad that the people who made it should be prosecuted for wasting so much money on a movie and not spending it on something worthwhile, like another Rambo movie. Wow. (laughs) spend it worthwhile like on charity or no something. no and they're like why don't you just make another rambo movie like what do these people have to do with rambo like like like, like is somebody like i love how this man pictures how movies are made <laughs> i okay a lot to unpack first of all i thought army of i thought people like i have no idea what that is it's an evil dead movie uh i think it's like the third one I've never seen it. Um, I've only seen the first Evil Dead. But I thought people liked it, and I thought they liked it in, like, a cult classic kind of so bad it's a good way. I don't know. But I can't get over it. Like, do they think that <laughs> that somebody was like, you either get the heartbreak kid or you get Rambo. Pick one. 
<laughs> Alexa, I have one more review for you. I'm excited. Let's do This it. one's a doozy. Are you ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm strapped in. Written by M. Joseph on... Night Shyamalan. Oh. oh. <laughs> on December 27th, 2008. The one star is titled Rated R, Try X to the Max. here's the review okay okay so my party of 15 parentheses my terrier monkey and caterpillar science project parentheses fluffy and parentheses and selected friends and parentheses rendered this crap load for a night's viewing i'll just stop right there because there's more but just process that first I okay. okay. Okay, so my party of fifteen, okay. my terrier, 15. monkey, and caterpillar science project named Fluffy, Fluffy. and selected okay, but is friends. It, is it fifteen people including those free those three animal I friends? I think so. Or man okay. Wow. First of all, don't you miss a pre-pandemic world? <laughs> it's just you, uh, 12 of your lads, yeah. your terrier, your monkey, your monkey, <laughs> and your caterpillar science experiment named Fluffy. Fluffy. Just another night with the boys. Let me continue. I don't know if I can. If I can. Um, well, little did we know that this movie was freaking porn. Do not show this to anyone. Do not watch this. It is sinful. You are sinful for considering buying this movie. I am sinful for watching this. Brackets. These are brackets now. But I went to confession. Dot, dot, dot. Which reminds me, the world is sinful. Dot, dot, dot. Because not many people go to that anymore. End bracket. Oh my god. I'm going to physically die. Anyway. Oh god. Ben Stiller is ugly. Okay, leave the man alone. (laughs) Parentheses, hideous, Mr. Boombastic, Mr. Not Fantastic, end parentheses. Shut the fuck up. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Miss Mr. Boombastic. Mr. Not Fantastic. Wow. There's more. What a fucking scathing review. Ben, do you need some cream for that bird? So holy shit. Here tattoo that on my body. Here's the next line. This just makes me want to go, and then it's the word W-A-T-S-C-H. Washed. It makes me want to go washed, washed, washed to the director, actors, actresses, and anyone associated to the film's conception. I don't know what that word means. I thought thought they just misspelled washed. I don't think that's the right context for it. But then you said the sentence, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I have no idea what that so meant. So here's the final part. So, to do something better with your time, and to distract you from this atrocity, and save your precious time, parentheses, FYI, dot, 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 
we don't live forever in parentheses <laughs> watch the dark knight or listen to a leona lewis cd brackets <laughs> aka dot 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 spirit and brackets or a leona lewis song brackets aka dot 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 bleeding love aka dot 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 aka dot dot dot, dot song of the year oh my god brackets 2008 brackets and parentheses Lesson three, Mrs. Priestley. What the fuck just happened? Okay, I have so much. Okay, so um, once again, uh, what does the Dark Knight have to do with the heartbreak, kid? <laughs> like, huh, I'm in the mood for a romantic comedy. Do I do the heartbreak, kid, or do I do the Dark Knight? I'm in the mood for like a gritty action superhero movie. Do I watch The Dark Knight or do I watch The Heartbreak Kid? Such a dilemma. What no, the... no. Instead, just Lewis. listen to the Leona Lewis CD. Or what? Man, what a 2007 sentence. Holy shit. I had Leona Lewis's Bleeding Love music video downloaded onto my iPod video. I thought. What a I thought, Alexa, reading this for the first time, that this was like a little kid, right? The way it's written, right? Yes. But then it's ended less than three, Mrs. Priestley. Who is Mrs. Priestley? I don't know. Is that her? I don't know. I can't even... Okay, so the 15 friends, it has to be a Mormon (laughs) right? But they also have Terrier, Monkey, and Caterpillar Science Project. (laughs) listen that does not no listen joseph smith never said that you're not allowed to have terrier monkey or caterpillar okay 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 okay. uh like it's them it's their big family and their friends and their church of latter-day saints and they are all sitting down for a night it's movie night what are we watching dark night heartbreak kid Oh, you gotta go with the heartbreak kid. Jerry says next week it's Rambo. So we're gonna sit down, we're gonna watch this family film. The terrier is so ready. The monkey is ready. The caterpillar is ready. Oh no, there's so much boobies. There's so much cursing. Now I have to go to confession. By the way, when was the last time you went to confession? Feel bad about it. Because not many people go to that anymore. End parentheses. Anymore! Anymore! Like, oh, man. Anyway, Ben Stiller is ugly. Mr. Boombastic, Mr. Not Fantastic. Bro. This needs to be archived. That's that's gotta be hung in the fucking Louvre. I want that shit printed out. I want it in a golden frame i want the i want it to be in the louvre i want to go to a museum and i want to gaze upon it i holy i'm shit. sending you the screenshot so you can look at it yourself with your own I'm eyes gonna print it out i'm gonna print I it out I, I'm gonna, i wouldn't mind having a nice copy of this bad boy cj i'm gonna i'm um perhaps i will put it in like a resin tray and enjoy it for life how fucking funny would that be <laughs> Yeah. I'm so fucking thrilled right now. I feel invigorated. I feel overjoyed. You know what? I'm happy that we watched the Heartbreak Kid now. 
Because if we didn't, like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have stumbled upon Mr. Bombastic, Bombastic, Mr. Not Fantastic. I wouldn't have had that in my life if it weren't for this. I'm, I'm sorry, Jesus. Alexa. I just so happened because I wanted to, something pulled at my body saying, go back to the website, go back to Amazon. And so I hit back oh, a couple okay. times, got back to it. And when I hit back, it brought me to the, the very bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I haven't read this review yet, but the first sentence is um, something. So I'm going to read it to you. Okay. Terrible, strange movie. My only reasoning Agreed. for buying it was because a coworker lent me their copy and my lunch exploded in my bag, <laughs> ruining their DVD. <laughs> Yo. Listen, that lunch was like, <clears throat> I'm save, I'm saving the human race by destroying this. And then he spends two thick paragraphs describing the plot of the movie. I want him to spend two thick paragraphs describing his lunch explosion. And he just says, brutal, don't bother. I feel you, brother. I'm sorry you had to buy it because you got it ruined in your lunch explosion. Why? Why? Why did he, did he have it in his lunch box? I don't know. I don't know. Let me take out my lunch and also my DVD copy of the Heartbreak Kid starring Ben Stiller. Dude. Jeff Bezos walked so that that man and his 15, that person and their 15 friends could run. Do you have any interest in me reading some of the five-star reviews? Because we're just going to get angry. Oh, I I mean, I'm okay with getting angry. Getting I'm, just, I'm not going to do specifics. I'm just going to... Read lines, bits and pieces from a collective of different ones then. How about that? I'm riding a high. I'm euphoric right now. What's going to bring me An exceedingly funny and charming comedy that may challenge the sensibilities of the church or overly PC crowd, but don't allow those opinions to dissuade you. Personally, I can't get enough of this movie. Oh my god. Red flags all around. Red flags. Red flags. Charming? Charming. Mm -hmm. That's, That's a way to describe this film. I don't think anyone would enjoy this nut fest of a movie. So much off-the-cuff humor, slapstick style, I will give this two thumbs up for sure. When did we have slapstick humor? Uh, I hate... I hate this. My euphoria is going down. Warning, not for kids. Or prudes. (laughs) Or prudes. I hate my life let's let's put slap down a fag let's hear it okay so the budget was 600 600 oh no 60 million dollars it made 128.5 million dollars it's a success how fucking devastating um it, it has a 28 percent on rotten tomatoes so it was directed by the fairly brothers fairly brothers have directed written and produced um not all of these movies but they do generally um the following famous movies including dumb and dumber there's something about mary osmosis jones i did see that too yeah and that's a great movie yeah uh, well i can't speak on that but i for my recollection i really liked it i've only seen osmosis jones a handful of times in my life I watched it while very one one of my viewings. I was very young and I was home 
sick with the stomach flu mm. and I watched Osmosis Jones mm. and since then every time I can't even look at screenshots without feeling that's ill. A bad like combo. there's something in the back of my throat and I'm like oh I can't I can't watch that's that. how I like that's so, how I was with Jim Carrey's The Grinch for for a good while oh yeah, yeah. it was one of those like childhood sick mm. movies and you're like I can't my aunt in. took me to it and I don't know how old I was when I saw it, but I was pretty young in theaters. And we got to the part where Cindy Lou Who was getting stuck in the present and she was going to die. And I started screaming. Yeah. We had to leave the theater and I never saw the movie. Oh, it, it was like two or three years until I saw the movie after that. That's how I am with Jumanji, except like I still don't really like to watch Jumanji. My mom forced me to watch it the other <laughs> night with her. She's like, you're going to watch Jumanji. I'm like, no, I'm afraid of the monkey boy. She's like, the monkey, the monkey boy will not boy. get you. I had a very weird fear of turning into an animal when I was very young because it was a combination of Jumanji and the child turning into a monkey. I, I should rephrase. I had a very specific fear of turning into a monkey as a child because I had uh, I saw Jumanji, but there was also an episode of Hey Arnold in which Helga thought that she was oh, turning yeah, into yeah, a monkey yeah, yeah. because she had hairy arms and sweaty palms and I was a sweaty European eastern european yeah. child so i was like i have two of the symptoms i'm turning into a monkey now so i to this day i still get uneasy watching jumanji and my mom we watched it and she's like come on it was cute i was like yes the monkey boy is upsetting he upsets me give um, me some more facts what else more facts they also directed um shallow how which i have not seen since middle school but I liked Shallow How. It's about um, Jack Black doesn't um, respect women, and then he gets hypnotized to respect women, and then he falls in love with Gwyneth Paltrow, whom he sees her as an incredibly beautiful woman, but in actuality, she's still beautiful, but she's like, uh, she's very overweight and she's very fat, and everybody makes fun of him because he's dating a fat woman, but he can't see that, and um, because he's hypnotized, and then eventually he gets unhypnotized, and he's like, ha, oh, you're fat, how dare you? Uh, and then he ends up realizing, like, oh, I love her because she's a wonderful person and not because nice. she's fat. Um, I liked that movie when I was a kid. I don't know. And then also, um, hmm, hmm, why am I blanking? Seinfeld, but not Jerry. Curb, your enthusiasm. No. Seinfeld, the, his friend. Kramer. George. George. It's the summer of George. George is in it, and he has a tail. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, he just, he has a spine that, like, because some people's spines, like, are overgrown and they technically have tails. Okay. Um, and he has. Sure. Uh, I don't I haven't seen it since most school. I really liked it. So that's why I saw that. And I was like, I cannot believe that you directed this nonsense. The, also, one of the Fairley brothers wrote, directed, and produced Green Book, which wasn't a good, wasn't that good, but it also won an Oscar last year. So, wow. That one know, is a surprising to, one. Right? What a fucking turnaround. Yeah. So then this was also written, this screenplay was written by the Fairley brothers, um, also co-wrote by Leslie Dixon, who has written Overboard, Mrs. Doubtfire, bunch of other things, but also Hairspray. Wow. So, you know, another connection. And then another guy named Scott Armstrong, who um, wrote The Hangover 2, Semi-Pro, Search Party, et cetera, et cetera, those kind of vibe. Um, so this, so this is actually a remake yeah. of a 1972 movie called The Heartbreak Kid, which is considered one of the greatest comedies of all I've time. I've never, I didn't realize it, until today that it was a remake. 
I didn't know. I didn't know it was a remake, and I didn't know that it was written by fucking Neil Simon. Uh, Neil Simon? Yeah. You're talking about the See? odd couple Neil Simon? I'm pointing the to, the, odd to the playbill that is on my wall right now. <laughs> To the playbill of the odd yeah. couple in which in which I was mm-hmm. in. Yes, homie. He fucking wrote now it. I want to see he the wrote... original, see how much they bastardized now this I version. I really want to see it. Me too. It was written by Neil Simon and it was directed by a woman named Elaine It was directed May. by a woman in the who... 70s? Yo. Yes, who is extremely accomplished. She started out as a comedian. She was part of a comedic duo. And then they broke the comedic duo broke up but they were still friends and they still did things together and then she was on broadway she's written she would write produce and direct her own stuff and then this was the first thing that she didn't write that she directed and she just focused solely on directing and she would also act in her own things too sometimes so she directed this she's a director she's a i think she's like a playwright she writes she acts and the woman's still alive. She's like in her eighties and she just did Broadway two years ago. I wanna like, I wanna see this movie really bad now. Right? Like the whole time I was watching this movie and I'm like, I wanna watch the other one. That's so impressive like, for the Farley Far Farley have you pre- Fairly boys to take something that's revered so highly and then just shit on it. And then fuck it up so That's bad. impressive. You gotta try. And and I mean Listen, I'm sure if I watched it, it's going to have some things that did not age well because it was. It did come out in 1972. But I'm hoping for some timeless Neil Simon fun. I can't. I can't. When I read that, I was like. That's incredible. Neil Simon. What are you talking about? Neil Simon. And that movie was based off of a short story called A Change of Plan by Bruce J. Friedman. Which I actually read today while at work, so that tells you how much I actually do work at my job. <laughs> um, I read it. Um, it was written in the 60s, um, and it is about a man who gets married because he and his he and his now wife were together for quite a while, and he figured, well, we're together. What else is there? And then he married her, and then he realized that he was unhappy, and then he went down to the pool. Um while his wife was sleeping, or, yeah, while his wife was sleeping, and then he met an eight, they don't say how old the narrator is, but he meets an 18-year-old girl who is swimming in the pool, and he becomes obsessed with her and falls in love with her and um, meets her at, like, the bar afterwards. She's at, she's on vacation with her family. He introduced the two of them hit it off. He introduces himself to the family, and he's like, Hey, I'm gonna marry your daughter, and the fam, his, her parents are like, no, the fuck, you're not. She's 18, and she's in college, uh, so absolutely not. So then this dude calls his cousin, who is a lawyer, and says, I am annulling this marriage. He tells his wife, um, sorry, you can't stop me. The marriage is over, and then he follows her to, I think Missouri, maybe it's also Mississippi. Um, follows this 18 year old, and then uh, goes to her house, and her parents are like, are you fucking nuts? And then the two of them start seeing each other in secret. And then the parents are finally cool with it. And then they start seeing each other in public. And then they go and they get married. And his wife, his now 18-year-old wife, is like, "Uh, you have made my life so wonderful. And his uh, new in-laws are like, you are so wonderful. And you've made my daughter so happy. And then on his wedding night with the new girl, he goes, well, um, I hate to break it to you, but I am moving on. 
Um, so, <sighs> you know, men. I am not surprised. I guess I'm, I was comedic. There were some pretty funny moments in it. It's kind of hard to, you know, like, yeah. describe yeah. a short story over a podcast. But those are, that's a pretty, that's, a, that's my fun facts. I cannot, I, I, can you believe that it was a Neil Simon movie? It just fucking sucks. <laughs> imagine. And two. Imagine someone taking people, the odd couple, making a movie out of it, and you, and it's just so bad. Such garbage. Imagine. Didn't they, re, didn't they make a, an TV odd show, I think? I never TV watched show? it, though. I didn't either. It was from, with the guy from Two and a Half Men, or am I lying? The non-Charlie Sheen Two and a Half Men? The one that wasn't Charlie yeah, yeah, Sheen. Yeah, 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 yeah. The other yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, But not the half man. No, not man. the half man. The other yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Maybe I'm lying. And I think they also made, a like, a new Odd Couple movie. Maybe. When you think about it, Two Broke Girls is kind of the Odd Couple. Yeah, you know what? You're right. In a way. In a way. I can't believe that this movie exists. I'm angry. I'm just, I'm severely disappointed in it because... Like I said way back in the beginning of this episode, this is one of the movies that has just been resting in Netflix that I always scroll past. I'm like, ooh, maybe. Like, ah, uh, is it? No? Okay. Maybe next time. Just finally sat down, watched it with no expectations, and it really, really sucked. And for a movie that has so much homophobic and transphobic content, you're really going to use... David oh my god likeness? yeah and his music because there's a whole running thing about how ben siller's character loves david bowie and when he first meets lila and he's putting her laundry in for her after she drops it after she gets robbed by who we later find out is her ex-boyfriend and she never said anything again why um he finds her underwear and her underwear has David Bowie's face on it. And they're like, and his dad is like, you're meant to be because she has David Bowie on her pussy. And it's like, Jerry, come on with the, with the, with the expletives. Uh, but, and then they play like a ton of David Bowie music throughout the movie. And I'm like, David's too good for this. Yeah. Like why slander is meant for He's like been that? slandered. He's been slandered. I think it's safe to say we do not recommend this movie. No, dude. Holy I think, shit. Don't fucking watch this yeah. movie. I, this was, it was unpleasant. It was just an unpleasant watch. It was unpleasant. It was a mean, like, like I said, I keep saying it. It's a mean movie. It's mean to everyone except I for straight I can't even believe I'm going to say this, Alexa. But thinking about it, which one's worse? Heartbreak Kid or Big Stan? Fuck. It's hard. And it shouldn't be hard, hard. is the thing. After watching Big Stan... Big Stan should be the definitive answer. Big Stan made a new low. And to have a movie reach low enough that we are debating on which one's lower is just so bad. Yeah, because the thing is, like, Big, Big Stan is a harmful movie. Like it's it's it has harmful stereotypes and it has the whole the whole movie is just a gro- it's gross it's just gross yeah uh, but I would argue that this movie is harmful too in that it's, it's what's mean. gonna happen I'm sure is whenever 
how many years it takes that we finish watching every single comedy movie made in the year 2007, we have to have an episode where we make a tier list out of it. We yeah. have to make a tier list, and we'll we will make our definitive Alexa and CJ ranking of every single comedy yeah. movie made in the year 2007. Yeah, because right now, like, we've got our top and we've got our bottom. We don't really have our middles. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I truthfully, like, I know Epic Movie's always at our bottom, but I truthfully would watch Epic Movie before It's weird, this, yeah. Epic Movie's going to keep on floating while these s- stinkers like, are sinking down. Like, I never thought we would get any I know. lower than Epic Movie. I know. But, like, Epic Movie, at the end of the day, yeah, there's some offensive stuff and whatever. There's some harmful stuff. But it's, at the end of the day, it's just fucking stupid. It's just a stupid How movie. naive we were when we were oh talking God. about cats, thinking cats was going to be the worst piece of shit. How naive. Man. Oh, to watch cats again in a theater. Oh, to be what, dude? The things I would do... To be able to watch Cats in a theater. If they were like, hey, listen, um, you're going to be able to safely go to a movie theater. You're not going to catch a disease. You're not going to get sick. This is a magic movie theater that you can, you'll be perfectly Mm -hmm. safe in here. But you have to watch Cats. I'd be like, I'd be so fine with that. Sign me up. I've already done it twice. Sign me up. That was one of, I, I think like after I saw that. I saw Bad Boys. I don't recommend it. Don't tell my boyfriend. I don't recommend it. <laughs> I've never seen other Bad Boys movies, and at this point, I truly don't. <laughs> I saw Bad Boys for Life, and then I saw Sonic the Hedgehog. Can't recommend wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. You're, you're saying this as, like, the last movies we saw pre-quarantine. When did, what, what was the date that we saw Cats? What month was that? December. That was December. It was December twenty first. I need to. I need to figure something out. It came out the same. It came out the same day as Rise of Skywalker. Um, another disappointment of a film. I need to figure find out exactly when Knives Out happened. Did it? Did I watch it before or after Cats? I think Knives Out came out before Cats. Before cats, I think Knives Out was a. I think Knives Out was a November release. So, Cats might have been the last thing I saw in theaters, and no. I saw it twice in theaters. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because I didn't see Sonic. Whoa! You didn't no. see Sonic? Wow, I'm sad. Yeah. Wow. wow. That's the surreal. Last movie going. That's surreal. That you had. Was it was cats. cats. It was the second viewing of Cats. Oh my god! Well, I'm honored to have been there, but also, God, and we're coming up to a year of that. That's incredible. That's fucking nuts. The last movie I saw was Birds of Prey. I think literally mere days before things got locked down. We got to get out of this. I think Alexa, this movie has brought brought us down to some sad, sad hours. I got to think. I got you. Got it. Listen, you got to keep telling yeah. yourself one yeah. thing, Mister Boondastic, <laughs> Mister Not Fantastic. <laughs>
<laughs> ben Stiller is ugly. Okay, I'm sorry. You can't even like. Ben you are sinful for even considering man. buying this movie. I, you are sinful for even looking in the direction of this film. Oh my! You my, a, a pox, save a pox save your money, movie. save your time, and just listen to the Leona Lutis CD. <laughs> Bleeding love. Just listen to that, or watch, or watch The Dark Knight, or better yet, put your funds somewhere important, like fucking Rambo. Alexa, do you know how um some potheads insist that if you listen to uh Pink Floyd while watching uh the wizard of oz it's like surreal how it lines up maybe this yeah. person cracked the, another code if you listen to leona lewis's album while watching the dark night it's fucking tells you some shit like you pause oh, you shit. mute dark night and you only listen to the album but you watch dark night oh yo that might be something right there dude oh my god but you got uh, do you play the dark? I've never done the dark side of the moon. Yeah. The Oz thing. Do you play it backwards or something? No, I think you play it. Oh, I forget the specifics. Straightforward. I think right? I would assume so, but I'm not sure. All right. You, <laughs> me, Dark Knight, Leona Lewis's spirit. <laughs> ready to we go. go. We're ready to leave and take it from there. And die. Listeners, thank you again for. coming to listen to our little podcast about shitty movies made in the year 2007 yeah i i let's hope and pray ladies and gentlemen that we don't make a bad decision again next next week hey gina hey Hey, gina Gina. uh thank you first of all for letting us use your song 20 something off your album yellow second second of all how you doing huh hey yeah how's everything how how you doing gina I hope she's doing No, hold well. on. Let's give her some time to say something. Okay. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad really to good. hear it. It's really good. It's glad I'm All glad right. to hear it. Miss I miss those games. Bye, Gina. Bye, Gina. Um follow us on our socials at every two thousand seven comedy, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you know, Feel free to, to, to DM us and feel free to talk to us if you have a recommendation. If you're like, hey guys, I'm so goddamn tired of all these terrible movies. Why don't you watch something cool like XYZ? Let Today, us know. Uh, let us today's know viewer shout out is to all the people living in Seattle, in the Seattle area. Apparently we got a lot of people listening that way. Yeah, what's dude? up, Oregon? Shout out to Seattle. What's up with Seattle? Never been. Wait, there. it's Washington. Nice Maybe it's Washington. I'm a dumbass. It is Damn Washington. It. I said Oregon at first. Oh, okay. okay now they hate <laughs> us. All right, Washington. goodbye. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> now they hate us. Listen, big shout out to Seattle. How you doing? How's the weather there? Is everybody being safe? What's your favorite? There you restaurant? go. Yeah. Um, leave us a review on iTunes, dude. <laughs> hit, hit us up with those algos, the algorithm. Al Gore. I don't know. I feel fucking nuts. Yeah, right we gotta now. end it. <laughs> All right, ladies. And thank gentlemen. you. Um, thank you. Be safe. We love you. Well, and we'll we see, see you all in two thousand and seven. Seven. In. Oh, what is it? In San Francisco.
stupid. Oh, 07.